0: Hello, welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different states who are excited to talk to each other and also to learn and grow alongside of each of you. My name is Megan. I'm Kristen.
1: And I'm Lauren. Hey, sisters. Hi. Hi. Well, we are excited to share someone with you today who is so very special to the three of us, we all share something in common with her, and she is the one and only Miss Jill, aka our mom. Hi, mom. Hey, mom. Hey. (laughs) Thank you so much for uh, willing to last minute hop on a call with us, and we're just so excited to hang out for the next bit or so, and anybody who Knows our mom personally. We, I, I can't tell you how many friends of all three of ours through the years since we were little bitty all the way to current day, they always say the same thing about mom. They always say that she is so comforting. Anytime anybody, well, I mean, they want to talk to her anytime, but anytime somebody's going through a hard time in their life, they want to talk to Mama Jill. She's just a natural life coach. um, And we are just so lucky that we get to call her our mom. But we also um, just felt super lucky to be able to share her too with all of our friends growing up. And our house growing up was kind of a free for all. We can talk maybe more about that in detail. But (laughs) I think that both you and dad just made everybody um, feel welcome and heard. And I think now as an adult, I think one thing that you always did, and I didn't really even realize it at the time, was just you respected us even as children. And I think that even as a young child, you feel that. Um, So thank you for that.
2: (laughs) Uh, You're welcome.
1: Yeah, but I, I, I could give you like your introduction and resume could be so long. You have so much wisdom, but today there's not enough time for us to... Squeeze all of your wisdom into one episode. But I think today let's focus on just motherhood and fatherhood and we'll kind of just ask you questions about your experience, things that you learned, things that you think you did right, maybe things that you, if you got a second chance, you would have done different. And yeah, just share all your good stuff with us. But I think Kristen has a little something fun, because she's so fun. (laughs) What are we going to start with, Kristen? Well, first off,
3: if you celebrate Easter, happy, I hope everyone had a happy Easter Sunday.
1: Yes, yes, for sure. (laughs)
3: But yeah, we thought it would be fun to have a family chat. So I wanted to start off with a little game, Mom. So rules are, you have to pick one of us, is the answer. Okay. And you can't think okay. too hard. Okay. Whatever comes and to your she mind, also you pick
0: Brian or just, I
3: guess you can pick Brian too. Okay. Yeah. Cause he's a sibling. So, <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, Brian is our brother. Okay. Mom, you ready? Okay. Okay. Who would you call to bail you out of jail? <laughs> Probably Lauren. Lauren. Okay. Who
2: would you tell a secret to? Y'all are already know the answers to these. Probably. I, I tell my secrets to each of you. Can I pick that? <laughs> I'll yeah. let that one
3: slide. I'll let that one slide. <laughs> who,
2: who is the funniest? I would have to say, well, it's all circumstantial. It could be either any of y'all, but I think Lauren can really get us laughing hard. Yeah. Okay. Oops. Who is the best dancer? I would say Megan has a passion for dancing. Okay. who is and, and the- is very and is very good at it.
1: Yeah. Yes, she is. Brian is- might disagree with that answer, but oh
2: wow, wow, yeah. <laughs> I I left Brian out. His picture's not in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Y'all have we need to y'all we got to have a dance off. You and Brian. Yeah. I mean. I. Yeah, She'll I mean have a the other two can on. be in there too, but the two of y'all for sure.
3: Oh my gosh, yeah, Brian would definitely say he's the winner, but absolutely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll I'll just pick Brian. Okay, we got to pick him for
3: <laughs> who is the best listener? Oh gosh, y'all. <laughs>
0: If you had to choose I one. I feel like this is kind of mean to do to a mom. <laughs> I
3: know. Well, I'm gonna like, remember when, all these answers when she's old.
0: Yeah, like
2: who you know. Your <laughs> who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? No, I'm You know, up. you know that I don't allow that one.
3: Oh yeah, my god. I'm <laughs> okay. So
1: who's had the
2: best to choose listener? Yeah. Best listener. Gosh, y'all all are really good, like, good communicators and y'all are just I'm such like good Lauren's listeners. A good listener, listener. I yeah. honestly, y'all I'm, all, I feel heard by each one of you. I'm okay. sorry.
3: Okay, <laughs> who can drive you the most crazy?
2: <laughs> you know the answer to that one. It, mm, prob, uh, probably Brian because I can sit there and talk things out with y'all. Yeah, that I uh, and I honestly, all my answers are long answers.
3: Ooh. Brian,
2: at this point in my life nobody can really drive me crazy. I, I have been able, I'm Maybe as a kid. Old, I, like I who, have.
3: <laughs> as a kid um, who drove you the most crazy. Gosh. Probably you, Kristen, because you and I are the most probably alike. I thought that would be your answer.
2: Okay. Um, okay. Who was the hardest baby? Brian, because he was the first and I, I didn't know what I was doing.
3: Okay. Who is most like you?
2: Oh, God, y'all. Y'all most? Yes. I, I'm going to say y'all are each a piece of me. But so if you had to say who's the most like you? The most? I would say you, Kristen. Okay. I like that.
3: Uh Who is the most like dad? You. What? I can't. <laughs> Hold on. How, let's break that down. How am, I, how am I the most like you and dad? <laughs>
1: I must yeah. be like
3: a walking
2: bomb. <laughs> oh, nobody can understand why we're laughing so hard, maybe, unless people really know us. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Wait, God. Mom, I think
1: you need to retreat your who's most like you. I think I would say Megan.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's all perception, right? Megan, I just see Megan. Oh, gosh. I, this is, I don't really like this game because <laughs> <laughs> the way I see you guys is y'all is in the fun. It's just the funnest thing, including Brian, is y'all are each a combination of your dad and me and other relatives. And it's yeah. just fun to see myself in y'all, um, especially because sometimes y'all uh, take me and do it even the way I would want to do it even more you know, so that's just really um, fun, you know, yeah. like, like Megan yeah. can, she's so much like me, but she can do a freaking standing backflip, well, <laughs> do a cartwheel, <laughs> you know, it's just, but that's part of my um, passion and, and enjoyment of my kids.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So I'm, the biggest of each of you got it.
2: Uh, Who gives gives the best advice? Y'all, y'all are, I I hate to tell you, but y'all are all so much alike in all of this. You know, like all those things that the way y'all describe me, it's like, it's y'all, you know, like I think everybody, I would just, just say that I bet all of your friends describe you the way you describe me. Yeah. And, and it's, that's fun too. I mean, I'm just you know all about me, so yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's funny. Y'all,
1: I forgot we were recording for a second when we were laughing.
3: <laughs> okay. Oh my god,
1: oh that's so funny.
3: Um, okay, mom, two more. Okay, who's most likely to pass gas in public? Um. Oh, gee, me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I kind of agree with that answer. <laughs> Or, you're okay I don't. <laughs> and,
2: or if, I, if I'm if i good and I don't eat lectins, then I don't have gas at all.
3: Oh, love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's the biggest sailor? Sailor? Yeah. Like, like boat boating? No, like cusser. <laughs>
0: oh. Oh.
3: Oh, my
1: God. <laughs>
3: God. Oh. Right over your head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that went over my head, too. I was like, sailor? None of us can sail. <laughs>
2: gosh. I don't notice y'all. Y'all don't cuss around me that much. I was going to say, I think you, mom. Yeah, me. me. (laughs) (laughs) That happens to women as they get older and their kids aren't around anymore. I I think that because my mom was a golfer and I never heard her cuss in my whole life. And then when she was older and playing golf, I just was shocked. (laughs) <laughs> so sports, I decided old I decided old women started getting you know so like manish they lost the carry. lose their estrogen and become men. Oh, oh my gosh!
0: gosh. <laughs> that's that <sounds> horrible, Mom.
3: <laughs> oh, uh, that's crazy. Okay, well that's the end of the game. I know it was brutal, but
0: Aww, yeah, funny. yeah I'm I haven't much. laughed that hard in like a few weeks, so that was good. <laughs>
1: oh <my gosh. laughs> Yeah, so mom, let's take you back, way back, when we were, let's say, for those that don't know, there's a 10-year age span between Brian, our older brother, and Kristen is the baby, so there's 10 years between them, so let's try to take you back to the days when, let's say, Kristen was a toddler and Brian was maybe in his early teens. So if you can go back to those days and you chose to stay at home with us um, from the time that you started having children and that was intentional and something that you always dreamt of doing and you and dad made that happen. And so what would you say to all the moms and dads out there that maybe are in that phase of life, if you could choose Maybe just the first thing, there's so much I know, so this is a hard question, but if you could just choose maybe your top few words of wisdom, um, things that you are so glad that you did, and maybe some things that you, or something that you wish you would have done different maybe, Mm -hmm. just share that with us. Okay.
2: So what I would want to, yeah, and I love, I like the idea that y'all would ask me questions that the answers would Serve you in where you are. Yeah. Because, you know, I could talk all day long. <laughs> uh, my passion as a person is to nurture and to help people become the fullness of who they are. And it, whether that be my, that, so having kids that just fit right into that. And, yeah. but I, I love to do that for everyone else. And what I've learned as life has gone on is to put me as the focus of that. And I think that's the key thing that I would want to say is that I had these kids. It was my intention. I couldn't think of anything, job, product I could do that was not more valuable than a human being. So that was a lot of pressure on you guys, I think. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but I did. I just had such joy in watching y'all open up as, as human beings. And the way I saw you guys was my teacher's. Because, I mean, I, surely as you've had your children, you you just see that they're already a person. And it's just nurturing them to be that and to try to let go of and believe I did it, like the preconceived supposed tos. But the biggest thing that I would want to say, because I'll probably ramble, is is fear. And that is your biggest enemy. And it's because it's such a feeling of responsibilities for these little guys and that if things don't go well, it's all on you and, um, that you could, didn't do it right. Could have done it better. And as I've gotten older, I'm i I'm a, not the person I was when y'all were little at all, you know, I've grown. And so, yeah, I would go back and be uh, doing it. Diff- I get to do it different with my grandkids. Yeah. Um, but it's just love. It's just love and appreciation and respect, like you said, mm-hmm. of who they are. And they they can teach you all day long, you know, if you just get in their face and ask them questions about who they are. My favorite parenting book I ever read said that the most important thing to a child is they feel like somebody's watching them grow up. Oh, and yeah. that's, that's my favorite thing to do with my grandkids is just to see and watch them imagine and create and (laughs) say things like, Nana, your arms are empty. You need to fill them up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just seeing,
2: just seeing the world from their point of view. I think one thing that, um,
1: one of the best parenting words of wisdom that I learned in the past few years that just resonated with me. And I feel like you always did this well is, it just to not to to not take too much credit for the good and the bad of our children and I think that that's so humbling you know humbling in the way of to not take too much credit for all the good that they do and that they are and all of that but also in the hard moments when they do make not the greatest choices or whatever it is to also not be so hard on yourself because like you said we come out and we are truly
2: our own person, even though we have pieces yeah. of you. you know? And it yeah. is a process from the time they're born. And I was so possessive. I re- I seriously wouldn't let anybody even hold y'all, even four. <laughs> I, um, you let but, people hold me. Well, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was the I knew, youngest.
0: Yeah, you were the fourth. She
3: was I like, was okay, just, fine.
1: I mean, Keith,
3: the guy changed my diaper one time. So,
1: hey, I wasn't there. That was me and Brian. That
2: was babysitter Brian and Lauren. Um, Yeah, I just I do. I think every it's it's a journey of letting them go all along, you know, all the way across. Even when y'all got married, you know, there's just a new stage of letting go and and sending y'all off into the world. I think that was the thing. I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, I have to give the world my children. I have to let them go. And yeah. um, I think you just can't understand each stage till you're there. It's it's not fun. Yeah, and it's yeah. that for me, I don't know what, you know, I gave you to God. It's like God gave y'all to me and I had to give you back to God and trust him with you. But most of all, from the time you were little, it was to trust you with yourself mm-hmm. that you knew and what was best for you or it, which that might not have always been the case, Yeah. but that I instilled in you that I trusted you with you.
1: No, I think you did. I mean, I get it. I get what you're saying, like age appropriate, of course, but I think yeah. from all of us, at a young age, you know, people that know us well have, have asked us, and, and this isn't like tooting our own horns, but you know, we've heard like, how are you so confident, you know? And I think that mom and dad, are a lot, of course we're our own people, but I think that y'all, you guys can take a lot of credit for that because not only one where we just like the, we've talked about this before, just so much love from both of you. But, um, but also mom, I think me having an only child, I have to really be conscious of, um, I've, I, we've, me and you have had these conversations. I'm like, mom, having one, you know, I have enough of me to where I can put fo- All my focus is on him. Whereas you, with four, that just wasn't physically possible or time wise possible. So, I think by you allowing us to do things like as soon as age appropriate, we were able, um, and even if we weren't yet, like letting us believe that we could. I think that that did so much for our confidence and. I try to be more like that with my son Kai because because it's easy for me to do too much for him, and it always has been. So that's something that I try to just be aware of on a daily basis uh, because I think I see how it positively affected us in our childhood slash adulthood. Um, so anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause
3: I remember yeah. from a very young age just thinking I could do anything, like yeah. always. Even if I couldn't, I remember being like, I didn't know how to read, but I sure told everybody I did, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> I would just make up the words as I went, you know, in the book. Um, make it till you yeah. make it. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> good,
1: eh?
0: Well, mom, didn't you say like maybe you should have backed off a little bit on how much confidence we all have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, <laughs>
2: yeah, and here's how I thought about that one is I always said, you know, and I just preached this one. It's like, if you want a man, a boy to grow into a man, treat him like a man. And that's kind of the saying and it, just like, well, what do you think? And, and that, that y'all were kind of, I put you in the space of being the leader in your life and <laughs> quite honestly, it that kind of is how I would go back and be more in the middle. I don't think that I, I'm more, a, I'm a woman of my generation and I would definitely put myself more in the mix of, Oh, I don't know what to, Priority. This, I think a priority. So that's yeah. yeah.
1: That's something that I did want to touch on just cause you've been very open and vocal with us about as we kind of entered into marriage and having our own children. And, you know, I remember when I was getting married and, one of the, I think at one of my showers, I think you said something like always make time and put your husband first and, Mm -hmm. and, and yourself as Mm -hmm. two. And I know that as you watch Megan and I, and Brian and Brandy, like parenthood, uh, you know, you were always, when Kai was young, you were always nudging on me, Lauren, take care of yourself, you know, and I wasn't. And so it's so easy not to, but I think that that's something that you've openly shared with us is if you could go back and do things a little different, it's that you would definitely put yourself higher up on the priority list. And I think that it did, like, if we're being completely honest, I think that the way that it was, it, it did. It just kind of allowed us to think that maybe we were, um, Oh, I don't know how to say this, but (laughs) well, well we were kind of brats a little bit,
2: (laughs) Y'all, th- there was a little entitlement in there, I think. Yeah, I think bit. so
0: too, because you That's didn't put word. yourself first. Well, I, I, ta- like we I taught
2: y'all, I taught y'all how to to be that. Lord, I think the funniest thing and the, it showed it the largest. And Lauren, you can cut this out if you want. But Lauren, <laughs> when I came to Dallas and uh, I was working for the first time with Lauren because I I worked, but Lauren had already left town, and she said that when. I didn't pick up the phone like first second ring. She would feel like anger or like high frustration inside. <laughs> and when she told me that, I was wow, it was it's time for me to go to work.
1: <laughs> no, I mean it's true. I think that you we got used to um And dad too, you know, when y'all were married, but it was like, we just got used to mom always being available. And it's not to say that you didn't have your own friends in your own life, but for us, you would drop anything and everything for whatever we needed in that moment. And I think that, you know, a lot of that's just natural as a, as a mom, I get it. But yeah, no, certainly. I remember like whenever you started working outside the home for the first time and it's like, I was used to calling you and if you didn't answer you'd be calling me right back and like not being able to get a hold of you and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Come <laughs> on, funny. mom. You're my content. <laughs> you're putting me down. I never heard yeah. that. That's really funny. I actually forgot <laughs> about that, but I, I don't doubt it at all. Um but I but I have
2: to say also I I kind of required that you this is kind of the opposite of what I just said, but I kind of required that y'all took care of me also. You know, it was like, it wasn't just that I was running around carrying your suitcase. It was, you were responsible for yourself, but you kind of, I needed your help, Yeah, you know, to make it all work and all the things that we did. I mean, we did a lot.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I remember. The
2: other thing that I would do,
0: oh, go ahead, Megan. Oh, I was just saying, I remember, I think when we were little, obviously you get to that point where you what like chores became a big thing. Like you were definitely, yes, we were a little bratty at times, but I feel like you and dad did a really good job of like leading us out of that brattiness and being independent. And like, we all had jobs at an early age, um, help, like help take care of the house and do all the things. Like, I don't think we were just laying around letting you do in everything. I think y'all did a good job also of teaching us. Like <laughs> One to- thing I,
2: f- I did and um, I don't know if it really worked or not, but I, I wanted it to work and I would, it was very manipulative. I would talk about you in front of you and describe you in the ways that I wanted you to be <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> hoping yeah. that, hoping that you would believe me, you know, like, Oh, they always just get their homework done. I never have to say anything. And yeah, and they're just, they're, they're,
0: they're so, I literally do so- that with Joe. Like I learned to do that <laughs> from you. <laughs>
1: That's a great parenting
0: tool, Mom. Way to go!
1: Hey, before we before we get off this topic, I just have to share that um, a read that I'm not quite finished yet, but I've started it, and I just think that it's so amazing. It's a book that's called "How to Raise Grateful Children in an Entitled World," and the author is actually from Texas. But anyway, I'm probably about a. third of the way through, but I just think it's such a great read for any parents out there that are interested. It's, it's really, really good. Um, and kind of goes along with what what did you like the most about it? Well, I'm not done yet, but it's just, uh, I mean, it kind of just goes back to, uh, well, it talks about the different, you know, generational kind of what you were saying, mom, and just like why thing why generations are the way that they are. And it just gives a lot of it's not really a how-to book. It's more of like the author sharing their experience with their children and things that have worked for them. And so anyway, it's just a really good read. Um, and And at the end of each chapter, it gives exercises that you can ask yourself and kind of uh, actual tools that you can implement with your own children, which I really, really love. Cool. So I do think that, Megan, what along with what you were saying, somehow that even though we were raised um, in a world where we had everything that we needed and wanted, we all also were raised with a sense of gratitude. And I think that you did such a great job at instilling just how to live that life of like to focus on the good things and the positive, both you and dad, and to always be grateful for what we had. And I think a lot of that was seeing others, whether it was traveling or whatever, to see just have a bigger perspective of the world. And we didn't live in this so-called bubble that I suppose we could have. And so that's just something that I'm super grateful for is that we were able to kind of see a world outside of the one that we were living in. I think that's just served us well into our adulthood. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Yeah.
0: And I think too, Mm -hmm. this quarantine time brings us all back to like focusing on our parenting a little bit more, or at least for me, uh, I think just being a working mom, sometimes I was just trying to survive. And it, I mean, and I'm still am just trying to survive now working (laughs) and like homeschooling, but at the same time, it it has made me like focus in a little bit more and like really think about all the things that I loved, how mom parented and, uh, and I always was trying to emulate her in a lot of ways, but like even more now, I think I'm like trying to make sure,
2: you know, I do the things. Yeah. All these things about parenting, it can get quite overwhelming and, But honestly, they just want you to know them and to be accepted. Yeah. It's kind of simple. Yeah. And, I mean, that's what I want. And so I think everybody just in their own place and own experiences kind of give what they want. That's so true
1: because I just feel like so many – well, all of us are – I'm not going to say like effed up, but usually our, whatever issues that we carry with us through our life, they always see anybody who goes through life coaching or counseling or therapy or whatever. It always tends to be like, okay, well let's trace this back to either like a traumatic event or like something from your childhood. And, and it doesn't even have to be like a significant event or something traumatic, but you know, what was your relationship with your mother and father and what was their relation, you know, generational. And I think that mom, I love the way that you just said it, that like, you know, once we cut, you can cut off that generational thing, like, let's just break this down to simple life terms. Like if you can heal and break off whatever it is that you might have carried with you and then starting with your own children, it's like, if you can just be an abundance of love and acceptance and, um, and what, like what you said, mom, to really know your children and be interested in them and who they really are. I think that that's awesome advice, you know, if we yeah, could all do yeah. that. <laughs> well, I love that. And it kind
2: of, it kind of leads to the last thing that I really wanted to say, you know, cause you look back on your life and there's one thing I always say, once you know how to do something, I'm, you're, I'm never doing it anymore. You know, it's like, okay, I'm, I've learned the lessons and did them all wrong. And now I think I got it. And then it's not there for some, That just seems how my life is gone, including parenting. <laughs> but um, yeah. that's why it's fun to be a grandparent. You can just kind of, you know, yeah, you can do it good. Cause it's only for short periods of time. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> but it's, I think if I could have gone back and done anything differently, it's too bad. if that I can't go back and be me now. But that's just not what life is about. It's about our journey. And I, I've always said this one, that if we won't learn something, that we need to know a truth, we won't heal from something, we're holding on to some unforgiveness or thinking that it's wrong, that, that if we're real stubborn about it, then God will give us a child that that issue is brought up. And if we're stubborn and we won't learn it for our own self. That will be motivated to learn it through the child. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm so stubborn that God had to give me four yeah. children because that would be really mean to do that to one <laughs> child. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. So, but it so but, so what I want to say is that anything and this I especially saw it as y'all you know went to college and my experience and I've heard other parents say is like. You feel like you need more time. There's still much, there's still more to teach and it's too late. And, um, and then parents get obnoxious because they're still trying to parent. And what I've found is, and, and I wish I had used this more, even more earlier, is if there's something that I see in my child that I would like to be different, and this is true about other people, not just our children, find it in yourself and work on it. And I, there was the, I can't remember the exact issue, but there was something that I was really learning um, about myself. It just kept the subject just kept coming up and I was learning and I finally felt like, Oh my God, I have such growth in this. I see it now. Oh my gosh. I want my kids to have this. And you know, I wish I, I know that they've I've passed this other way of thinking on and I want to be able to tell them. And I swear, I don't remember which one it's probably been with all of you in one way or another. You'll I'll get a phone call that day and life had taught you that exact lesson. And you will be telling me about it. And it's, I don't know if this is going to make sense to anybody, (laughs) but it's just that work on yourself. If there's something about your children, you know, your children mirror you. And when you get in that anxious, Oh my gosh. And controlling place, whether they're little or not, you know, just if it, it's so powerful, yeah, yeah. and I agree, the, change it in yourself, and it's almost like supernaturally it will be changed in them because you changed it in you. So, yeah.
1: if any of you out there, Kristen and others who haven't had children yet, moral of the story is go work on yourself and get,
2: yeah, get, get all <laughs> well, your the same thing like when you're gonna get, get all your, your issues when out. you're gonna get married. Yeah. Like go, go turn into the person that you want to marry, yeah, you know, yeah. that you'll match up with. Yeah. It's the same. I was going to say, idea. it's not just
3: for kids. Like I, that's something that's always stuck with me that I felt like I learned from you, mom. It's like, you know, if you're pointing the finger, you might as well just point that finger in the mirror. Like if something really, which has been really frustrating too, cause it's like, gosh, I can't stand this girl. And I'm like, oh, it's probably cause there's something in her. I don't like about myself. Shit,
0: like
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. That yeah, that's time. that's a hard pill to swallow, yeah. and
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, and you have to let yourself morph it into. It won't be exactly the same, but if you dig, you'll find. Yeah, that. yeah, exactly. And well, like, and if nothing man. else,
0: it gets you focused on yourself and improving yourself versus being angry about some other person. You know,
2: right? Well, yeah, because we're we're the only ones we can control. Exactly. Well, if we well can. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: I'd love to have each of us kind of talk about a favorite memory about mom or, you know, whatever you want to say. But I thought we could start that.
1: Yeah, that's funny because I was actually going there without, (laughs) I was just thinking, like, as I reflect just on my whole life and and relationship with mom, um, I think what I appreciate, I mean, there's so many things that I appreciate. And value and just feel so grateful every day to have you. But it's that even though your expectations and dad, you know, this kind of goes along and that your expectations for us were always very high. And I think for ourselves too, I think you instilled that in us. Um, but one thing that I always felt secure with is that I did feel like, I was being watched. I did feel like I was loved for who I was. And even if, even like you shared, even if it was you saying you are this, but no, I, I do feel like my entire life, of course, a a phase of life, I wanted to fit in with the crowd and I, you know, I didn't want to stand out, which I think is just a normal kind of phase of life in our childhood. However, I did deep down inside always feel super secure in who I was and confident in who I was. And, and as I've gotten older, just, you know, each, each year that goes by, I'm just more secure in that and love that, um, and love who I am. And I think that I just thank you for, you know, allowing us to be from the time we were little bitty who we were and to like, to like that and to encourage it. And so, um. yeah, I just thank you for I feel like, you know, I don't I don't like to compare with anybody, but I just feel like we all four of us are just so blessed that we got a mom and a dad like you that whether you knew what you were doing intentionally or not, um, you know, we didn't have to have a lot of, you know, generational inherited issues to carry through life. And I just feel so lucky because the older I get, I think that that's probably, you know, not the norm for sure. Yeah. Kristen, you want to go? <laughs> um, Thank you. yeah,
3: I mean, I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, I think the biggest thing I would say is my whole life. I've always just felt no, no one has ever made me feel more understood than my mom. Um, which is you, Jill Redmond. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait, that reminded me of like mama, like she would call you and be like, or leave you a message and be like, this is mama here or sign off. This is mama.
3: Yeah. Dad does that too. Yeah, But, I too. but I don't know if that makes sense or not, but like I've never felt more understood and I don't think anyone will be. I don't know if anyone will be able to do that other than you. I don't know. We'll see.
2: <laughs> like I said, Christine, yeah. you are me.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I do feel like our lives and um, you speaking of like learning lessons, I feel like we've very much mirrored in that way where, I'm learning the lessons that you're learning and um, I'm so glad that I've been able to do that alongside with somebody, (laughs) even though if it took (laughs) you having me to learn lessons, I don't know. But um,
2: <laughs> yeah, a theory. But no, I think <laughs> yeah. I
3: just love you, and I really have. Y'all ever seen that video where it's like it shows the little kid growing up, and then it shows like the mom's perception of it, and it's like two very different things. Like the mom is like, yes. "Oh, I'm effing up everywhere," and the kid's just like, "Oh, she's just so perfect." Yeah, <laughs> like that's how I feel. Like a mom, I feel like you were literally the best mom, and I couldn't have had anything better. And obviously, I'm biased, um but yeah, you just are such a great human being and i love you
0: so much (laughs) oh i love all of this it's cool because this time in quarantine i know for everybody i've heard lots of people talking about how it's bringing them closer to family because they're just talking more and not so like focused on all the extra stuff and it's kind of cool because we get to do that here too um, but yeah, mom, I mean, there's a million things I love about you. So I could go on and on, but I think in recent years, it's just been really fun to become a mom of girls and connect with you on that level. I think everybody that's become a mom after they become a mom, they're like, Oh my gosh, mom, I'm so sorry <laughs> for everything that I did. Yeah. Um, cause you just realize like what it's the, what a mother's love is like, you know, it's just beyond anything you can ever explain. And just seeing how much my girls like are literally obsessed with you. Like I feel like it comes from me. Like I'm obsessed with you. That's just, you know, it's just like transcends. It's like a the coolest bond that you guys have. And that's like bonded through me. But yeah, no, I mean, just your ability to like look at yourself in situations, I think is like one of the biggest lessons that I've learned. I know we've talked about that a lot. And then even today, it's just a good reminder of you talking about, you know, all kids want is to be like love and loved and seen. And I'm like, it's so true. Like sometimes I get caught up in like, oh, she needs to learn and, you know, get ready for kindergarten and all of that. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to focus on the simplest thing, you know? (laughs) And yeah. Um, I remember one memory for some reason came to mind when I was saying we should talk about a memory. There's like a gazillion, but do you remember giving all of us a CD of Martina McBride's song in my daughter's eyes? I remember I think that.
2: So. I wouldn't have thought. I don't think i remembered it. Yeah. Own, I don't know yeah. if anybody's
0: ever listened to that song, but like that kind of, I, I remember that like made me cry that song and being a mom, like I feel that same way. So if you haven't listened to that song and you have a mom or a daughter, go listen to it. So good. It'll make you cry though. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, mom, we, we will let you talk, but one more thing too, I wanted to add, <laughs> sorry, um, is just that I I want to share this because I try to do the same because I know what an impact it had me had on me, but that's just that I feel like from a young age for me anyway, there was opportunities that life presented to where you were. Able to choose, it was your choice, obviously, and so that—that's what I'm grateful for—is that you chose to share some vulnerable, real moments of your life that made me see you as a human. And we talked about this, I think, on our a previous episode, but just how it's natural to put your parents up on this pedestal and they can't do any wrong and and all this stuff. But I think that it actually served me that you we're able, you've always just been in general, you're just real. And I think that that's one of the reasons people are so drawn to you and feel comfortable with you and talk to you. But, but I think that you allowing me to see you in a human light and to experience unconditional love and what that truly looked like, that no matter what I did or what I didn't do or whatever that you and dad both Um, have shown numerous times throughout our childhood, just what unconditional love truly looks like. And that there was no love that was conditional in our household. And so I think that that is just something that I try to replicate. Um, Even with Kai being only eight, you know, I try really hard to um, just kind of shed humanity on myself so that he doesn't put that much pressure. Cause I just remember being a kid and like, how much pressure I would put on myself, and um, so yeah,
0: yeah,
2: totally. Yeah, that's a to me that's a long conversation on its own. I mean, in the end, we're we're all flawed. Yeah, you know, we we all are. To me, this is my opinion. We're here to learn, like we're here on this earth on a journey to to learn what's what love is, what it really is, and that's hard. That's painful. Yeah. <laughs> And, and to learn what the truth really is, because there's all these things that just don't line up. They're not the truth to learn how not to be afraid, you know, the things that throw us off, you know, just really shake us that we get to experience those things over and over again till we're not afraid of them anymore. If we can, you know, it's just, it's kind of like our job here on earth. And when, To me, it's like to be vulnerable with that and to be honest about that story. Like, oh, you know, I wish I would have loved to have been able to describe that, you know, when y'all were little. Um, I think of being younger, I don't I'm sure I wouldn't even recognize myself if I was back standing next to me. I I would be going, oh, no. (laughs) But um, it's just the acceptance of my own self has been one of my biggest mm-hmm. journeys and that's the most powerful thing you can do because your children are aping mm-hmm. you, you know, when you aren't expecting yourself to be all this perfect mom, this perfect everything, you know, that, cause if you're doing that, they're, they're going, Oh, well, that's what I'm supposed yeah, yeah. to do. And I think that's always for, for most parents I've known, it's just the, the things that we've modeled that we are like, Oh, darn it, yeah. you know, but it, it is, it's, it's just, uh, I, I've tried to get r- rid of the word good and bad. And it, and it's just kind of like a game I play with myself and I don't allow myself to say anything is good or anything is bad. I've, and I, I mean, I, I'm sure I still do it, but, um, the game is not to, and instead I say I like it or I don't like it because I just don't think I have the perspective to really judge, most things as really good or really bad, and 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 it's a way of just taking that judgment out of the the playing yeah. field. Yeah, you know, it's if you play with it, it's it, yeah interesting. No, I like that a
1: lot. Well, I feel like there's just so many more topics that we can talk about. We'll have to have a Mama Jill part two, three, four, five. Who knows? I know. Yeah. Um, where we can pick, but I feel like today we um, touched on, I don't know, hopefully a lot of good, maybe you picked up something little that you can implement in your own lives, whether you're a parent or not. We just appreciate you mom so much. And, um, is there anything else that you guys, Oh, should we do what we did with Brian mom? Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you would love to share?
2: Oh, um, no. no, I think, you know, it was funny because as, as thoughts were coming up, you would, you would kind of, bring <laughs> well, I think up, so. we <laughs> should challenge
3: every, um, if you haven't told your mom what you love about her lately, um, give her a call and just tell her all the reasons why you love her. Yeah. yeah and
1: if, if, Aww. um, for those out there that maybe, you don't have a relationship um, with your mom and, or maybe your mom is no longer with us, just maybe choose somebody in your life that has kind of been that role model to you. Um, if your mom still is around and you don't have a relationship, maybe think on that and maybe it's a good time to maybe just reach out. Um, there's been some beautiful stories I know out there about reconnection and that's
2: really cool. I, I do have something I want to add. <laughs> of course you because do. Because <laughs> I think that we've been- We have have really been talking about hearts and flowers here and it's just kind of, it's not, it's not this whole story. And I, um, hopefully I just want to put out there that the best thing about having girls is that they keep it real with their mom. They are, I mean, I'm sure there's variations of the stories, but uh, they keep it real. They're in your face. They don't let you wear mom jeans. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, I mean, they usually, you're going to hear exactly how they feel. And being the mom is the hardest part is that uh, there is extreme expectation of who you should be. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say we're our family is as real as the, all of them, you know, and that, you know, there's conflict. There's we we have all the parts that happen yeah. in yeah. families, and and thank you for this for thank you for this blessing. The parts that's,
3: that's we like and don't like, right, mom?
2: Yeah, we the parts we <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah. Today. <laughs> but but it's like we but love is not an option, and yes. so it- that's. That's the Yeah, and I think that that
1: once again just goes right along with the heart of this podcast as well. And I think that in episode one, you know, we said that we just almost feel like it's our duty to just share that love that we've just been so freely given and that we just feel so grateful to have received our entire lives. And um, so thank you, Mama Jill, because you're a big part of that. Kristen, thank you for that challenge. Yeah. And we will... We hope that everyone is still surviving and, and even thriving out there. Um, and we love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us again this week. And we will see you next week. Yeah, Bye. See you next week. Happy Easter. Bye.